before we get started, let me tell you about patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. There we have exclusive shows such as So Tell Me, an introspective show about my life. That's what So Tell Me is. People apparently love that show a lot. <laughs> um, Hard Asses with Jody B. That is the show that me and Jody B do monthly that um gets a little while. The D&D Podcast, which is a show I do with my son, which is a review show of movies and TV shows and stuff like that. You get to see the side, other side of my son. And we have much, much more stuff to check out there. We also have a show with Mike Fowler and other things that you will just love. So go on Patreon.com slash the Delvin Cox Experience. Also, shout out to Patreon producers, Ben Goodwin, A.K. Ghost Rider UK, Mikey Famine, and Douglas Regert Johnson. Thank you, guys. Peace. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast which each week I'm on a one-man mission to United Coastal University. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and this week is a very special guest. I know I say that almost every episode, but this is a very special guest, and this is a special episode for me because 18 years ago, this young man came in my life, and I couldn't be more prouder or happy to have him as a son. So... Coming to the experience for his 18th birthday, my son, Delvin Jr. How you doing, son? What's up, Chuckle Nuts? I returned back to the podcast. I give you this great intro, and that's what you chose, chose to do? <laughs> you see, you're the one who gives spirit. You give the spirit of the, the Double Cock experience. I'm here to ruin that spirit. I'm here to... To squash it in every single way, you're you're gonna be all hot. Like like you're gonna be all hot. woman. you're gonna be like, I'm so proud of you, son. You made it this far. You know, I'm so proud of you. I'm gonna be like, oh, look at this guy. Look at this. Look how goofy he is. <laughs> I'm funny. Are right, are you finished or are you done? Yes. <laughs> uh, oh these two these two albums right here. These two, these I don't know if this is a video podcast, but these two albums, fantastic albums. I'll say with these, these two are also fire. The score and um, Lauren Hill's album, the Education of Lauren Hill. All right, let's get yep. to let's start it. As always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Delvin, are you ready? Ready now, or B? All right. Question number one: If there was a serial mascot. Battle Royale, where all the cereal mascots got into one big brawl. Like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Bakers, Tony the Tiger, 
the Sugar Smacks Bear, all these cereal, ch- Count Chocula, all these cereal mascots getting a fight. Who's winning? Um, what's the, the Lucky Charms Leprechaun? I forgot his name. But he's going to win. You want to know why? Why? You want to know why? Okay, so Tony, he's too, he's too, he's too nice. He's too nice. He's immediately going to get killed. And the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guys, they all eat each other anyway. They're already going to count themselves out. Oh, you're talking about the actual, oh yeah, you're, you know what, you're correct. Because the Cinnamon Toast, the, the bakers aren't the mascot anymore. It's the dumbass pieces of cinnamon now, right? The cinnamon toast crunch, right? That eat each other. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. They are they they eat each other. So technically they already lost. Okay. The, the leprechaun. I, I don't remember his name, but the leprechaun. He escapes every single situation he gets into. My man man up upgraded his staff to plus ten thousand invasion and just dodges every attack. But that man's win winning off the simple fact that he can run away on like. Why well, he's running? He that man's winning fight. off the simple fact that he can run away. <laughs> that my man will be so tired. He's like, what fight anymore? All right, well, but, you know, you're leaving a lot of people like the Tricks Rabbit, Frankenberry, Booberry. Who else? Oh, you know who else probably will be good? Bro, you get you get the cocoa the cocoa cocoa puffs um bird. Give him yes. some cocoa puffs. My man going crazy in the battlefield. My man going crazy in the battlefield. He he is beating every single person. It's either the leprechaun or the cocoa puffs puffs bird. Those are my two answers. Okay. Okay. Question number two. What's a movie you saw as a kid that you thought was great that you watch now? Like this is terrible. Um, Minions and Despicable Me 3. I used to love those movies to death. But but when I look back at Despicable Me, like the original one, I think, oh, that was honestly a pretty solid movie. Let me look back into it. And Despicable Me 2, I feel nothing towards. Uh, the Minion movies is genuinely one of the worst film I've ever seen. I did not like it. And, like, if we're talking about, like, Despicable Me 3... That is the most useless sequel I have ever watched. I'm looking like, for something. The, the well, only see, thing that, that I find... That doesn't... The only thing I... Because you were still young. You were young. Like, you were like what? Because Minions came out in 2015. Yeah. So you were still young then, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird. Um, but, like, but... It is weird. He's like, what movie? I remember when that movie what, was like a huge deal. I asked him what movie when he was a kid that he liked that he doesn't like now. He says Minions. That outages everyone who listens to this podcast. Yeah, I used to. It does. It really. It makes this other movies. Even the young some, people who listen like, to this podcast are like, damn, I feel old. Minions is like a kid's movie from 2015. <laughs> like, that was like eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It, it is. Oh my god, I was ten. Um, yeah. but um, there was another um. The, the most interesting part about like Inspectable Me Three was literally um, what's it called? I think it was one of the South Park creators plays the main villain, and that's the only thing I remember. Oh okay, I didn't know that at all. Uh, 
there's other movies, kids' movies that I thought were like heat when I first watched them, and then like now I'm like, oh, trying to think. Uh, it's not a kids' movie, but like, um, Age of Ultron's another example. Like, I, I used to love that movie as, as like a young queen, and now I can't even stand it. Like, they okay. ruined Ultron for me. Okay, that's a good answer. All right. Question number three, Delvin. What's give me your top five favorite cartoons? Top five favorite cartoons. Uh, uh hmm. If are we counting anime in this? Because I do cartoon. have one anime that I would put in my top five. Yes, anime's cartoon. All right. Uh, then I'll go. With, uh, then I'll go. Regular show, Phineas and Ferb. Uh, I'm thinking like, because like, mm, regular show, Phineas and Ferb. I'm thinking because like I want I want to add like Avatar, but I don't I want to know if I would put that in my top five. It's up to you, Avatar, Legend of Core. I consider both of those like the, the series, both of those like the same se- in the same series. That's uh, cheap, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, I'll just put SpongeBob. Oh, yes, okay. I'll put SpongeBob because like, I watch that show almost every day, so I, I basically have to. Okay. Um. Then then um, the anime the anime choice, which is why I asked the question. Uh, former Aquas Brotherhood. Okay. And Infinity Train. Oh, interesting. Yeah, those are my top five. You didn't pick what I thought you was for sure pick. What? Teen Titans. I love Teen Titans, like genuinely. Uh, I love Teen Titans. I, I I adore that show. I used to watch it so much. Like my dad says, I, I don't know if I would. Con- it's definitely top ten. Don't no doubt. It's top ten. But the thing is, I ever watched that show. Recently, and alongside that show, I rewatched some um, Spectacular Spider-Man. I think Spectacular Spider-Man just um more than it, you know. Like again, okay. both of them are like in my top ten favorite cartoons. But like Spectacular Spider-Man, I just like a bit more. And I think it's more just like I have more of a love towards Spider-Man than I do as to put the Teen Titans, you know. Okay. But still, they're in my top ten, you know. Just like Phineas and Ferb, I grew up with. I love that show. I can still watch that show and die of laughter. Regular shows, a show. The regular show and SpongeBob are shows that I frequently watch, like even to this day. Yep. Full Malcolm's Brotherhood is my favorite anime they ever made. It's one of my favorite pieces of animation. Period. If you have not watched that show, please do yourself a favor and watch it. And Infinity Train was the first like show that I actively got invested in. Like I oh. actively like research like when the next season was gonna be. You know, great show. So like all these shows like are very sentimental. Yes, yes. All these shows are like very sentimental to me, you know. Okay, that's cool. Like, not say like Teen Titans and Spectacular Spider-Man aren't, you know. It's just more like these shows mean a lot more to me. Okay, so let me give you a question that's gonna be a little difficult for people. Maybe a little controversial. I'll say, who do you think is a better superhero? Miles Morales, Spider-Man, or Barry Allen Flash? 
You really get in the politics with this one. Yes. Ooh, you really get the no, politics with this one. Make it a little easier. Make it a little easier. Make it a little bit more fun. Set up Barry Allen. No, no, I'll do Barry Allen because that's the one you know. So I was gonna say Wally West, but I feel like you know Barry Allen more than you know Wally West. Yes, I do know Barry Allen way more than I know Wally West. Yes, yeah, so let's go. Uh, Barry even Allen. though I love them both. Uh, uh, that's the thing. Cause like, are we talking about which one I prefer or which one I was like genuinely the better superhero? Like, if you if like, let's say if villain X, let's name a villain, any villain in your mind is coming to kill you. Who would you rather have coming to save you? Miles or the Flash? The thing is, um, you know I love these are both like one of my favorite these are both like two of my favorite superheroes that's why I picked them and like now that they're both they're they're both like second they're both like second up like they're both like following a very like like one's following like spider Peter Parker Spider-Man and another one's following like Jake Garrick Spider-Man even though not spider the Flash even though like they're from different dimensions and and like how much as I love Miles how much I love Miles, Miles, and he's like, I'm probably like one of the two people in the world who prefer Miles over Peter. No, I have. I probably would say I would rather him. have the phone. That's true, because Spider Verse movies are genuinely some of the best movies ever made. Yeah, but, I think um, your generation is starting to like Miles more than Peter, for what I'm seeing. I could be wrong, but that's what it seems like. Yeah, that's the only the generation's like slowly like not grab throwing towards Miles more, more just like seeing them both as like equal Spider-Man. Yes. Um, but back to the question. Um I would personally like rather have Flash save me. Because Barry, how much I love Miles. Barry's more experienced. Barry's literally literally ran to stop the world from ending. Like he stopped the world from ending multiple times guys, by himself. Right. So Right. And he can travel through time. For real. He's trapped he's traveled through time, time and space. But Barry is literally one of the strongest superheroes ever made. And like if we were talking about Wally, then it would have been an easy like if it were talking about Wally, it would have been an easy like, yes, Wally, I would rather have Wally help me. Cause like cause like Wally, he's a whole nother story, dude. Yeah. Like he's legit like the fastest thing alive. No, that's I don't think there's like a single character who is the... You don't remember the song? I don't think there's like a thing. Sonic, single... he really cool. Sonic, <laughs> he's the fastest thing alive. Remember? That's your show? Yeah. Uh, the funny the thing is like, Sonic, Sonic, so in the Archie comics, Sonic could go like, like, he can probably be like, just as fast as Barry. Wally is ten times faster than literally Archie Sonic Nick would ever be, which is the fastest Sonic as we know right now. Okay, so he's not the fast thing alive. Like but, that theme song lied to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, to give credit, it was it, that theme song was made before like no Ginger Wally West exists because like now there's two Wallys. Okay, which is weird. Yes. Which is weird, but you know, I like their relationship. Okay, cool. All right. 
Question number five, Delvin. Got a fun one for you. Give me your top five right. theme songs. Top five theme songs. And like in general or like in, in general? Movie? In general. Okay, um, let's see. Uh okay, obviously we have we have to have the videos of her theme song there. Like that's like that's like a certified hood classic right there. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Anytime I think of hood classics, I immediately think of Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> yes, that's what I that's yeah. what comes to my mind. The hood, Phineas and Ferb. That's what one hundred percent what comes to my mind. Exactly. But, okay. but come on, the hood loves Phineas and Ferb. Alright. Uh let's see. Spectacular Spider Man. Okay. Like I still cannot forget that that theme song. Okay. Restless Hope. Uh, uh, I would go with the the intro theme to um, Sonic and the Black Knight, Night in the Wind. Like, um, mainly because Sonic and the Black Knight still has, yes, only Sonic fans. <laughs> but like that Sonic and the Black Knight, how mediocre of a game that game is. It has one of the best soundtracks in the entire franchise. Okay. And like Night in the Wind, oof, that is, that is an incredible intro. Okay. Let's Sonic see. Heroes is better, oh. but that's fine. Fine. <laughs> you're, you're fine from thinking that. Oh. One Punch Man. Like the season one, one of One Man Punch Man. Theme, theme song is. It's just like, what, pa? That's it. That's not a theme song. Just a word. That's not even a sentence. The song is fire. The song is great. I love it. All right. What's your fifth one? I think you got one more, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm thinking. I'll probably change my mind later, but I would say. Uh, the intro theme, I forget which intro this was, but I think it was for Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Uh, I forget what the song's called, but like, it's the most iconic song, dra- Dragon Ball's intro song. I, know I just forget what it's called. I know it's what you talk about. Huh? I know it's what you talk about. Why? I'm, I'm surprised you didn't just the theme song Pokemon. Man. Didn't even just mention Pokemon's theme song. That's because I don't care about it. <laughs> and you're a Pokemon fan. You should be ashamed of yourself. You uh, caught quote, 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 Pokemon fan. No, they're nice right now. You caught 151 and all that stuff. It's iconic. I'll give it that. Ash it's iconic. Old. Ash is 100 years old. He's still catching Pokemon. God bless that old man. Chala. Chala head Chala. That's what the Dragon Ball theme is called. I know that. I know the song. Alright. Yeah, it's just George Also, by the way, also by the way, Ash technically Ash is is now old because apparently his kid's gonna be the protagonist for the next anime. Jesus Christ, I'm getting so old. Ash has kids. Hi. Correct everyone about that though. So, so let me ask you this: How does it feel, man? How do you feel being eighteen years old? What, what do you think, man? 
things change, you know, it's a different, we'll get to that, but yeah, how do you feel? Oh, this feels wild. <laughs> like, uh, like earlier this morning, like when we when mom took us to when mom took us to church, we, we passed by like that. There was like a GameStop between like a McDonald's and like a CVS. That GameStop just closed, bro. I used to go to that GameStop during fifth grade. Is that supposed to be closed? What's going on? Yeah, that's what but, happens when you get old, man. Uh, <laughs> um. In, in reality, in reality, like I genuinely feel kind, both scared about like the future, but also like very like hopeful. Because like I think everyone, I think I feel like I like to believe like everyone, you know, feels like some sort of fear fear when they're growing old, older. Because you know you, you know, I'm growing growing old has this kind of like uncertainty to it and not only that like when you like age you get that little existential cri- crisis of like i am one year closer to death or maybe that's just me but how no, that's it, but also it to me <laughs> but also like it's also like just like damn i'm finally here you know like i'm, I'm finally like an adult and it feels like when I was like, just like twelve years old, I was like, "Man, I want to be an adult so bad that I get to, I get to do adult things." And now, like, when I'm getting close to that, I'm like, "I didn't need that. I didn't need that." Yeah, that's how it is. Like, you know, now since I'm here, good. What I was gonna say, that's how it is because you know now the responsibility falls on you. How things went. Once you turn eighteen. The game changes. This is something I've always preached to you and told you about in terms of like, hey, the things you did when you were younger that you got passes for, society's not going to give you passes for those things anymore. And that's why I always tell you, you know, mind the things you do, mind the things you say, because the world is watching and the world pays attention to these things. Like once you're 18, everything kind of changes up. And what I mean by it is like, for example, when you, let's say if you're not saying you did this anything like that, if you're 16, you make a mistake, you do a crime, right? You get charged as a minor. Maybe charges get dropped. Maybe you can like have a sponge from your record. Done. You're 18, you do a crime. You get charged as an adult, you go to prison. You know that that's one little small element of it. You know, you have a lot more responsibilities. You got to go find a job. You got to go pay bills once you get out of school. You got to go through the journey of life of being a responsible adult. People look at you different. People talk to you different because you are an adult. Yes, while your parents are always look at you as like their kids and stuff like that, the world doesn't. The world looks at you as like, I don't know, this is a grown man who has grown man responsibilities and things that he has to do. That's why it's important that you move as such because I know you, in my heart, I know you're a kid and you're still learning, you're still growing. But the world doesn't know that. The world sees you as an adult and they're going to treat you as such. So you have to be prepared mentally for everything that comes with that. And, and, you know, like I said, you know, bills is one of those things, you know, like paying rent and paying lights and water. That's one of the things that, you know, I, like, you know, school is good. 
there's a lot of things that school just doesn't teach you. And like those like type of responsible things, like, hey, you have to pay a bill on time. Hey, what's the credit card? Hey, should I get a credit card? Hey, what does this 22% interest mean for me having this credit card? So you mean to tell me if I buy something for $5 with a credit card, I have to pay the credit card company back $5.48 now because I used a credit card for it? You know, things like that. Oh, I need to buy a car. Okay, I bought a car. But because I bought a red car, my insurance is going to be way higher than it would be if I bought a blue car. You know, those are things that you have to take in consideration when you grow up and become 18, you know. And the fact that, like, you know, hey, because I'm 18, my insurance is going to be high because teenagers up to a certain age, they expect to get into car accidents, so they give them a ridiculous rate of insurance. See, all these, all these, any of these things you knew about, Delvin? I didn't know about, like, the last part. Uh, and I also didn't think that's kind of, like, cheap, but well, that's in certain companies. But, like, yeah, 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 like, a lot of these I do not know. Like, a lot of these buzzwords I've heard before, like, you know, yeah, you get cash back, and we'll protect your, we'll protect your car, car stuff like that, because, you know, I grew, I grew up, like, listening to a lot of the stuff from, like, the radios and such. But, like, but, like, like, yeah, you're right, like, a lot of stuff I, you know, learn about about school don't really, like, a lot of them don't, they don't really teach you, like, some of the more important things. Which I don't think is like necessarily awful more because like you know, I I believe there's there's things that the teacher should teach you and then things that the parents should teach you. But also I wouldn't mind knowing how to pay my taxes. Like that 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 would be very nice. Yeah. Those are things that come in hand as you get older and you start working, you start learning those things. Like, did you know that college costs money? Yes, I did. Like yeah, that's, that's like, why I started getting a job before. You have to get like scholarships and grants. You have to apply for those things now because if you don't apply for those things now, they might be gone and then you have to pay for college and colleges. A lot of times people get degrees in college and stuff and don't, don't use the degree because there's no jobs for it and stuff like that. It's just like, it's a lot of things they didn't tell you that they should have told you when you were like coming up. And you know, I always tell you things that I should tell you that'll help you and the knowledge that you can kind of perceive. Kind of take in, but at the same time, it's only so much I can tell you because there's a lot of things I didn't know when I was coming up. You know, that's one of the things that kind of practice what I preach with you. Like, you know, get as much knowledge as you can about situations because it's super important to know what you're getting yourself into. Whether you want to go to a college, whether you want to go to a trade school, whether you want to go to a technical school, what's best for you? And more, more importantly, the thing I've always preached to you, and you can t- attest to this, is find your path. Find the path you want to go down and stick to it. And don't do the path here. Go out, see the world while you can. Because once you get to a certain age and you start having kids and settling down, those opportunities to see the world and do things that you want to do are going to dwindle, dwindle away. I'm not saying you can't do it, but you have a lot more responsibility in hand in terms of like, like, for example, I was like uh, 20, my early 20, early to mid 20s when you were born. You know, so um, when you were born, I was still relatively young. Your mom was relatively young. So we didn't get to do a lot of things that 
I could have did back then because I had to be a father. So a lot of those things kind of fell to the wayside. I didn't get to go see a lot of things that I would have normally saw because, you know, you have the responsibility of being a dad. And I was 25. I, had, I was doing the math in my head. So at 25 years old, ha- having a, a son is scary because you don't know what to do. You don't know how that works. And even with you, I don't know if I ever told you a story. You, I'm quite sure your mom told you this hundreds of times before. When you were born, you had this thing where you would have seizures. Did you know this? Yes, I did. You would have like, and this was like your newborn. Yes, baby. I did. You would have seizures where you would like seize up and we'd have to give you like medicine for it. And we were really like terrified that, hey, is this something that's going to like take take off, take away our son from us? You know, so we had to watch you and be very careful to protect you. Thankfully, you grew out of that. Like you grew out of it like at a young age. I want to say you were probably like a year and it stopped happening. But it was a very scary thing, especially for like new parents. You know, having your firstborn, you know, see them going through the pain that they were going through at that age. And now so fast forwarding and now it makes me very happy that you are the man that you've become and you've grown up and you're healthy and, you know, everything's good with you for the most part. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You know, it's it's just it's just, it's a journey. It's just like go ahead. It's to me, it's like just crazy to like think about like how like like how much like I've changed like throughout the years. Like I definitely like even though in the beginning definitely did I show that like I definitely mellowed out a little more throughout the years. Like I remember like. I remember I used to be like a hyper kid, dude. I was extremely hyper. Like I was so, like I was so hyper, bro, bro. Oh, during class, if someone said something funny, I would be laughing at that for the next ten minutes. Well, you still have some of that in it, but it's a lot better. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. But like, I, I, I like to think like I've mellowed out a lot more throughout the years, you know. Yes. So like, I think I've also become like a way more, more aware, way, way more aware of like. You know, my mental state and, and my health. I'm way more aware of like social issues and stuff like that. You know, I'm definitely become like a more able to like form my own opinions on things rather than follow the crowd. That's good. Which I feel like I used to do when I was like like when I was like really young. Um like I I think like a lot of my mind has like change, you know, like change it but like I feel like personally, I feel like I've become like a lot more, you know, open, open-minded. Like as I grew older, and I, I like the things that I like seeing the things around me like change has also been like something like insane to me. You know, like when when I first started playing video games, uh, the first console I got was like a PS2. Too. That's I, I did not was I was not born during the PS2 era. I'm gonna make that clear. But my the first console I got was a PS2, which was a hand me down for my dad. I went through four PS2s before before eventually settling on one. Yes. The, the PS the PS2 will explode on you. Um 
But like through all like tons of PS2 games that I grew up with, like Ratchet, Ratchet Clank, Jack and Daxter, like the little Star Wars games. Uh, there were like, and like seeing like the modern versions of those like franchises, like we have Ratchet Clank Rift Apart, which is excellent, one of my favorite games in the franchise. We have Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, which is, you know, it's decent. It's fun. It's fun and definitely gave me like that nostalgia kick. But you know, it's still like it's just a decent game to me. And then we have Jack and Daxter. Do we? <laughs> but but I, I always look. <laughs> I always look back at those like friend, like old PS2 games I used to play, and like just and, like such amazement. And like not only that, like. As I like got older, there were like other consoles that I I had like you know I eventually got a Wii U you, um it when my dad didn't want it, yeah uh, um, and that's how I you know still fell in love with with Mario that's how I fell in love with Zelda like I remember specifically, I remember like you got a free code for like oh do you remember how you got your Wii U huh do you remember how you got your Wii U. It was, I remember it was Christmas and it was originally for, for like you, but you, no, it for, was for you. I think you didn't like it. No, it was for you. You know the story was? behind that? Yes. I, I know the story behind that perfectly because I remember it like no, yesterday. I... So, we were in the mall. We thought, there wasn't, originally we wanted to get you a Wii U, but we thought that there weren't going to be any Wii U's to get because, you know, anytime when a new console comes out, they sell out immediately. So we were walking by a GameStop. It's a story. In the mall. I, I want to say it was, it had to be like, I don't think it was Avatura. Like, it doesn't matter what mall it was. But as we were walking by the GameStop, it was like in the, it was around this time. We saw a GameStop and they had like stacks of Wii U's right in front of it. So I thought it was a display model. I'm like, hey, so I asked the guy. Hey, um, y'all have Wii U's and stuff? Like, oh, we have a ton of Wii U's and stuff. Do you want one? I say, so I told your mom at the time when we were, when we were still there, like, you know, Dell wants that for Christmas. Can we just get it for him now before they sell out? She's like, yeah, let's get it for him now. So we bought the Wii U for you at that day because we thought, like, oh, it's going to be sold out. Little did we know they didn't sell out anywhere. So that's how you got your Wii U. Wii U was the Wii U. We walked around. We walked. We weren't even intent, weren't even planning on buying a Wii U or anything like that. We just happened to be walking in the store, walking by the store, happened to see a Wii U and said, "Let's get it for Delvin and Brianna for Christmas," and we just got it. That is a flip of the story of me trying to get your PS Five and the struggle that was of getting that thing. Like that, take I did not know that. I, I thought it was for you and just didn't want it because it's a wheel. No. I didn't have an interest in it in the first place, but no. That was for you. Huh. Well, uh, I remember like that's how I first discovered like a lot of my favorite Nintendo franchises. And then and then we move up when I when you eventually the PS4 came out and you eventually gave me your PS3. That's how I play like a bunch of my favorite games. Play games that I still love. Yeah, like that's how I played the Metal Gear series for the first time. That's how that's how I played Nino Kuni for the first time. That's how that's how I played like a bunch of like different different titles for the first time. And like, oh, I didn't play the PS3 as much as like the my 
the other consoles, it was still like how I experienced like a lot of stuff. And then and then the PS4 with like Spider-Man, with like Spider-Man and The Last of Us because in Horizon and then the PS5 and yada 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 yada. And and also there's also the Switch. Switch I also grew up with. But you know, like I basically lived lived my childhood via like the Switch's lifespan. And, well, and I love my Switch. Well, I, I want to bring this up because I thought it was really interesting. And I, I tell people this all the time. And I wanted your thoughts on it. I thought I think I may have talked to you about this. What is it like for you? Because you probably have a good memory of this, a little bit, at least a little bit of a memory of this. Of you growing up. And the first president you knew was Barack Obama. Right? Then Yes. You go from Barack Obama to Trump, then to Joe Biden. I, I want to know what that was like for you, because I know, like, you know, um, I can speak for myself. Me growing up, I never thought I'd see a black president. That wasn't, like, the first thing from my mind. So when Barack got elected and, you know, the streets was playing, I know you don't remember this because you was too young. They, they were blasting my president is black by Jeezy all over the streets of Miami. And it was kind of like a monumental moment in black culture because, you know, like, hey, we got a president who's black. And we go from that to Donald Trump and everything that came with that. And then we get, like, the pandemic. And then we get now we're at where we're at now with Joe Biden and everything. So what what was that like for you being a kid during all that, and to now? Uh, I thought it was cool to have like a black president, but to be fair, to be very fair, I was a kid. Yeah, like, so you just it, didn't like whatever like Barack Obama was doing. Whatever, yeah, whatever like Barack Obama was doing, I didn't care. So, it so, didn't register to uh, you. Like Mario in the president, I was a. Uh, yeah, if Mario was president, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Yes, but I would, I would have lost everything. Yeah. Uh, but like, I remember like when Trump was like being elected. Uh, I think you were the one that had to tell me like Trump was a bad guy because like I'll because like the, the school we were have we had to like learn about Trump in school, in school when he was about to become president. Um, and I remember like. I just no reason, no reason. I'm like, I like that guy. That guy has an idea. I don't even know what he did. Didn't even know what he did. And I'm like, I like the guy. That guy, he has the right idea. And I think you had to tell me like, he hates you. <laughs> like he hates you. Well, I didn't say he hates you. I kind of explain like, ah, oh, do you like him? You know, I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it was like wild. Imagine your your kid coming up in school and you're like, I'm like, she's calling the truth now. Well, you know, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of, I look back at that moment and I laugh because I don't know, you know, I know you don't watch too much news, but the whole thing that's been going on for a while, especially in the last few years, is how people have been saying that, that, that the school is trying to indoctrinate our children with woke culture and stuff like that. And it's funny and because... Yeah, they have to ban, like, trans books and stuff like that. 
Yeah. And it's funny to me because my son comes home talking about Donald Trump's a great guy. Hey, where did he learn that from? <laughs> from school. So just, just, school. Just, keep that, just keep that in perspective <laughs> that one, we live in Florida. Two, the fact that people are like, oh, Florida teachers are teaching our kids woke culture in a school that taught my, was like, hey, you know, Donald Trump's a great guy. They taught my son that. And so where's the indoctrination really coming from, if you want to be honest? Bro, bro, I came home thinking Trump was the crap, dude. I, he was the chillest guy. I was tingless tainted when I realized Trump's not that cool. Well, let me ask you this. What, what was it like it's wild. everything that came with that? I don't want to get too much into the pandemic talk, but like all the Black Lives Matters and the protest and that'd be wild for you. And then the whole year, like inside, like the pandemic, because, you know, we had the restrictions, so you couldn't really go out. So what was that like for you as being a kid during that? Uh, um, just funny, like, 2019 was, like, the year I kind of, like, woke up a bit, like, just, like, I got, like, became got like, a lot more aware of my surroundings. I, I got woke. I, I got woke, man. I woke up. Bro, you see my skin? That's that woke skin, you know? If I was in a video game, if I was in a video game, bro, I would be too woke for the video game. Bro, they had to cancel me. But, um, uh, but I, I kind of, like, saw, saw more of, like, how cruel the world is. But I won't get too into it because, like, it's kind of a depressing topic. But, like, I think that... When the pandemic happened, like, that sucked for everyone, let's be honest. Like, that was just painful for everyone. Um, But, like, uh, there was the pandemic, of course. And then immediately after the pandemic, the Black Lives Matter movement, they, like, really took a rise that year because, you know, the unfortunate killing of George Floyd. And yeah. I remember seeing that and thinking, I got to get more educated, man. I gotta be more educated on this stuff, man. Cause like, again, not to get into it, but like seeing my teacher defend like the killer of George Floyd, that no joke was the most pissed I've ever been in my life. Like yeah. that, and that's kind of what I realized. Like I have to educate myself more. I have to educate myself more. You know, I have to be more aware of these kind of things. Things. So, so because I could have, because like I think like every African American thought this during the George Floyd situation, but I, I, I could have, I could, I could very much end like George Floyd. I could very much end like many other like African Americans who died to the hands of police officers. Yeah, you know, and that's um, what I, and that's kind of like when I realized, like, God, you know, the thing about it was during the pandemic that stuff was very front and center to us. Felt like every week or every couple of weeks we were seeing a case of a black man being killed by a police officer, a Latino kid getting killed by a police officer. And it became way too common to see during that time. And I feel like George Floyd, I know people like, the detractors want to say, oh, George Floyd wasn't a good person. So even though he died by the police, he wasn't a good person anyway. I don't care. The, the point 
of it was, whether he was a good person or not, is the fact that he was unlawfully killed by the police. And, you know, it it kind of it, it kind of graded on you too much. It kind of was like a hard thing to kind of bear witness to where you see. I think the biggest thing that was the most hardest thing about it was, to me at least, was the video of it. And, you know, when I was growing up, I'm glad we, we're having this conversation, we had the Rodney King situation. Do you know about Rodney King? Yep. Yeah, so that was a video that we would see all over the news where police was beating up this black man, police brutality. So that was kind of a thing that we we as kids kind of knew about. And then now, 30-something years later, we get this George Floyd situation where we're seeing the same thing again, but like, you know, it actually leads to a death. And I think, you know, a lot of things kind of led to people kind of being fed up. People were locked inside their houses and people were seeing these things happen over and over again to the point they were like, enough is enough. And I don't know if we got changed from that yet. It just seems like more or less society has become more cynical. And they're now, I feel like, you know what I feel like, son? I feel like we've got to the point in society where people, instead of addressing the problem, they'll just say it's woke or they'll just use their tagline to to kind of explain it away. And I feel like that's not where we want to be at as a country. Like, I feel like we have to have conversations on how to make things better because, you know, it's so much wrong with our society today, but it's never going to get solved unless we come together and figure out, hey, how can we fix this? How can we stop police brutality? Not just on black people, but on people in general, like everybody. Because, you know, police brutality is not only a black issue. It happens a lot to black people, but it happens to Americans in general. And I think police need more training. We need more things done to prevent these type of situations from happening. I think, like, the scariest thing about it is, honestly, like, how the news will twist story, like stories, just to just to make it more like hurtful and more like violent and vile. Like I remember throughout like all like all like throughout like that entire year, so like the rest of the year during the George Floyd situation, there was like multiple like fake uh, fake stories coming out about like how it was all faked and stuff like that, and and to me like regardless of who George Floyd was as a person, it does not matter who who he was as a person. That that's never part that was never part of the conversation. That was more how he was treated. Because yes. if George Floyd was a white man, he would not have been treated like that. Yeah. That if, if George Floyd was a white person, he would he would not have been handled like that. That honestly was like was devastating, dude. It was like, Yeah, it's like, like it's it's not only like George. It's not like the, like the fact that like stuff like uh, what's that kid's name from like a while ago? Uh, You're talking about. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. There's there's been so many. You're talking about Trayvon Martin. Oh my god! I just remember Delbert Cross first. Um, but it, yeah, Trayvon Martin, Martin, and the the way that was handled. The, 
and how like the news would twist that. And uh, like it's just like, why is this still happening? Like you think people would have learned by now? And like, how much I would love to say like we've gone so far since that George Floyd situation. Good on America. We really haven't. No. Because I think if anything, we've become more, more and more toxic towards yeah. like each other because well, of it. I can tell you this, son. I think, and this is a lesson that you're gonna learn, son. I think I, I think now is the perfect time for you to learn this lesson. One, one of the most important lessons I can teach you as you turn this 18 years old. Sometimes the bad guy wins. I know we watch TV and we think that um. Oh, yeah, at the end of the day, the good guy always prevails. No, 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 no. That's bullshit. Sometimes, lots of times, if I want to be clear, the bad guy wins. A lot of horrible people get away with stuff that they shouldn't get away with. And it's going to continue to happen until good people stand up and stop it from happening. That's one thing. Two, this is just as important. We have to learn that television, including the news, is all about getting viewers. Marketing, getting viewers. So when you're running a platform based on viewership, sponsors, and getting money on that sponsor, on that platform, sometimes the truth is secondary. So what's happening right now is you have a lot of companies, a lot of news sites putting out information not because it's necessarily true, it's because they want the clicks, because they want the, the site traffic to generate more ad revenue and dollars. And I think that's one of the biggest problems we have with society today where people feel like they can't trust the media because it's super transparent on what they're doing. And what I mean by that is to keep going further, to go further into that is we know that you, Delvin, we know that you're very into black issues. So on, let's say you're on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, since we know you're in the black issues, we're going to send you nothing but articles and videos about things happening to black people, whether it's black death, whether it's police brutality. We're going to send you that type of stuff so you can keep clicking on it, keep finding out about it, and bring us more ad dollars and revenue. On the flip side, let's say somebody who's super Republican, a big Trump fan, right? And they go off your algorithms. We're going to keep sending you stuff about Trump. Keep feeding it, because we know you're going to keep feeding it to it, and you're going to keep feeding in that. So instead of reporting the news, or instead of us getting the full story, we're getting stories that's customized to our viewpoints. And when you get that, you don't get to see the whole picture. And I think that's what's happening right now. I think we need to get back to, I don't think we're ever there, but we need to get closer to a society where people just get the news as it is, and it is what it is, as opposed to getting these customized feeds that benefit us in terms of hey, we know you agree with this take, so we're going to send you more takes that just agree with you. You know what I'm saying about that? 
the funny part about that is like when I w- was on Twitter for like what six months I, when I was on Twitter um I would I, I would like, I would there would be moments where I like tweet about like a black issue and then I would get like a tweet talking about like how woke the new little Murphy movie was or stuff like that and like it's like on social media like uh someone was like like oh social media social media is bad social media bad so like the thing is social media especially stuff like Twitter benefits from like negative reaction correct it can very much benefit from like that negative reaction because you know you'll keep you'll keep arguing with the people you go back and forth back and forth back and forth and then that's just more engagement for like the platform excuse me that was more engagement for the platform which is it's disgusting but it's clever yeah. you know it's just like i don't know man like i i i don't for a change i I'll keep fighting for a change no matter what. It's just like it's crazy, like this keeps happening. Unfortunately, yeah. And it's like, change the subject. This got pretty. This got pretty heavy. All right, Uh, you know, I think this is good for you to learn because this is this is life. Like I said, life is just unfortunate like that. But I want to ask you some things before we we end this and go. I think there's some more important things to ask. So, you're 18 years old now, right? What's the first thing you want to do yes. as an 18-year-old? The drunk and have sex. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty uh, Honestly, I honestly don't know. Uh, Naruto comes on my birthday, so uh, play Naruto. <laughs> like, I'm honestly... But honest to God, I'm probably still gonna just do me me because like I'm still at school. It's not like eight like when I'm eight. It's not like when I'm eighteen, teen, everything's gonna just change. Here's like all of a sudden like when I turn eighteen, I got like I got like I got like a I got like a degree, three, I got I got a wife and kids to look after. But you know, That's a good way to look at it. You know, it, does, um, it does somewhat change. Cause like I said, you once you become eighteen, you become officially legal. You can. I'm not saying you should do this. Of course not. You can technically go in a store and buy cigarettes. And, and you know, not you smoke yeah, anything like that. But there are certain things that you you can do that that you couldn't necessarily do when you were seventeen, sixteen, fifteen. There's a certain way people look at you and kind of type of carry yourself and the way you carry yourself. I think it's it's kind of expected to you to be a little bit more mature about things and just kind of get into it. But yeah, it's a little bit different. You'll learn that soon enough. Like, you know, when I was 18, you're not there yet, but you'll get there soon enough. Um, I was catching the train everywhere. I was going to the movies with girls. I had me a, a car. Uh, 1985 Chevy Chevette that I would drive around town. That was a piece of junk, but it was my piece of junk. I think the car cost like $500. But yeah, it, it just, things change, you know. And it's really cool that you're going to start experiencing those moments in life that I experienced. And my only thing to say to you is, I want you to make wise decisions. I want you to think outside the box. I want you to experience life. 
I, I said, I, I keep saying, I keep pressing this on to you. Get the hell away from Miami. Get away from Florida. Go see the world. Go experience things for yourself. Because it's a big world out there. But a lot of things going on. And I, like I, I've told you this years ago. And I'm saying this to you now. And I want you to always keep this in mind. The person you were when you were 12 is not the person that you were when you were 15. The person you were when you were 15 not the person you are when you're 18. The person you are right now is not going to be the person you are five years from now. Because you're going to keep growing, you're going to keep advancing, you're going to keep adapting to the world. And because of that, your viewpoints are going to change. Because of the things you see, the people you talk to, the friends you hang around. So it's very important, especially now, while you're 18, to get your life experience in and experience life. Yeah, yeah, like there's there's a lot like I'm pretty excited for for the future. Like even outside like just turning eighteen. Like, um for example, like this year I started a podcast, which is like crazy to me. Like of course something's coming something's coming. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna like promise it soon, but like um now that I think about it, like, it's probably gonna be out by the time this comes out, but like I started a podcast. Well, let me the podcast name. Um, I started, like, actually... Brett Randolph. <laughs> I started a podcast, Red Talks, whatever. I became a lot more, like, connected towards, like, people around me. I started walking more. I started listening to more music. I, I started, like, just developing my personality more. You know, I... You know, I beat, like, a lot of, like, stuff that I suffered through, like, a while ago, I don't. I I'm either suffering. I'm either like suffering less from, or I've completely beat it. Like I feel like throughout the years, I've become way more stronger and way more like in, independent and way more like mature. And it's a weird feeling, you know. Yeah, but you know what? As you're growing and as you're learning, you're gonna grow more. Like you know, like I said. The person you were back then aren't the person you are now. And you're going to grow. You're going to learn. You're going to experience more things. You're going to experience happiness. You're going to experience success. You're also going to experience heartache. You're going to also experience pain. Those are the things that life makes you stronger. That's the things that life's about. You're going to experience loss. You know, eventually, your dad's probably not going to be here anymore. Hopefully, a long time from now, maybe like 50, 60 years from now, you but you're going to experience that one day. Losing your parents, that's a thing that you're going to have to understand and experience. But you know, right now, you're just at the beginning stages of that. You're at the beginning of your life. So while you're at the beginning of your life, in the beginning stages of your life, enjoy it, cherish it, have fun, and enjoy your birthday. So, let me ask you a question. One more question, Delvin. Is there anything you want to ask me before we go? Let me let you ask me a question. All right. uh, um, I guess the question I would ask you is, do you feel more confident in my 
my future than you were of your own future in your in this age. That's a good question. I'm gonna say yes. I feel like I think it's a little different for you because you have somebody who can help guide you and help you along the way, but I feel like you can you will be able to you already have the right plans of like, you know, getting out and seeing the world. So I feel like that is something I did not have and I didn't have someone so one of my things when I was growing up, when I was your age, instead of having people tell me, go out and see the world, they were telling me the opposite. No, just stay here. Stay here. Live your life here. You can kind of make 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 do here. I don't want you to make do here. I want you to go out there and see the world and experience life. And I think as long as you do that, you will be far more successful than I am. And I think you will be great. It just takes time. For you to kind of get your footing. All right. Anything else you want to do talk about Dale before we go? Yeah. Thank you, Dale. You're welcome, son. Uh, no, not really. Uh, support the Tom Cox. Yeah. Thank you. Happy <laughs> birthday, son. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and support the Tom Cox experience. Um, the best that I can ever ask for. You know, you. you know, um, some will be like, like you know, you know, my parents' parents may not be the greatest, but you know, they're still my parents. That's dad right here, right here, bro. I was, I was joking, like just to tell you how go goaded my dad is. I was joking about like, hey, you should buy me the little cop that like sees back. I was just gonna wait till all my dad drops. And he's like, go get the fifty dollar card. Go get the fifty dollar card right now. Like, yes. I love my dad. I, I love my dad. Yeah, he spoils me. I love, I love him. Uh, the best dad I could ever ask for. You're welcome, son. Let him know to find your podcast at, son. Uh, you can find me uh Ren Talks Whatever uh, on Spotify. Um, maybe I'll go on our platforms. I'm not too sure yet, but um, for right now, I feel comfortable with Spotify. Uh, we uh, but it's probably gonna be out by the time time this is out. Um, but uh. There will be a um, Spider-Man spoiler cast. So if you beat Spider-Man Two, and you want to hear people talk about it, uh, me and my best friend Athena, uh, we talked about it on my podcast, and that was really fun. And you should go listen to it because I, I, I put a lot of I put a lot of effort into it. We we had a lot of fun. There you go. You know, go support me. <laughs> Um, you can also find me on Album of the Years, Red and Oz, where I don't do full-on reviews anymore, and I just, do, at this point, do, do crap post. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, yeah, follow me there. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, just look, look, I'll probably announce it on my podcast, but like, I got like, a, I got like some things planned for next year, like, a lot of things planned for next year, so... Yeah, why don't you look out for that? You know. There you uh, go. Yeah. Um. Thank you again, Dad, for com- for letting me go on the podcast. You're welcome, son. As always, Delvin Cox Prince. We're out. Peace. <laughs>